This is brief. What happens after these events which must occur will not be. You will stay. You will listen carefully and record appropriately. Hello? Which time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Green. Squishy. Pops. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. It is October 31st. We are standing in the doorway, the open doorway of Perlisle White's Dentistry in Northampton, Massachusetts. And by we, I of course just mean Agent Paris and Agent Ryan, because for all they know, the other half of their team is somewhere in the offices. Prentice in the far back, maybe with Dr. Perlisle. And as you scan about in this waiting area that I described previously, you see Agent Kane there faced down on the floor. The floor itself is covered with blood, some sort of black ichor. Some of that ichor is splattered against the walls. And again, the lights are turned off now. Paris, you're in front. You have your M4 at the ready, looking down your line of sight. Ryan, you've just taken in the gruesome scenery here. You've kind of shaken it off, but you have no idea what the hell happened up here. What the hell happened up here? <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, was there any other response? No, there is. No, I would the right exact one. right response. Paris looks back to see if Ryan has a a gun drawn of some kind. I do. Good. So yeah, keep keep your gun ready. And Paris moves over to Kane to see to check her vitals. What did this? Something uh, not human. Just just keep your eyes open. Go ahead and roll your alertness, Paris. All right, that is a <clears throat> three out of fifty-two. That is a success. You scan the room immediately, ensuring that there is nothing in the small waiting area before you slowly make your way towards the prostrate form of Agent Kane. Now, kneeling over her with your gun pointed in the general direction of the closed door that adjoins the, the back dentist offices and the clear glass that leads to where the receptionist was originally sitting, you place your fingers on Agent Kane's neck. Go ahead and roll your first aid. I failed. <clears throat> 73 out of 10. Can you roll his second aid? Uh, 
got a, I've oh, got a shit. third Damn, aid as you, well. You ate it up. Helps. Got all the aids. <laughs> <laughs> so unintended. That's so good. <laughs> you don't feel a pulse and a knot begins to form the pit of your stomach. Roll your sanity. Although, does it help that I'm adapted to violence? This is helplessness. Is that? <laughs> oh, it's helplessness. Oh, one more, and then I get, I get, then I'm adapted to helplessness too. I guess. I'm having a bad Pretty time. Pretty adaptable. Okay. I got a question mark out of three question marks. Critical success. Got it. Would you like to project any potential loss on a bond? In this case, I will. Yes. Okay. It's a one d four. Got a two. So if you would do me the favor of subtracting two from your willpower and two from a bond of your choice. All right. Don't do it. What does that take you down to? I've got 11 out of uh, 13 willpower. Ah, you're you're good. And who's taking the hit? Who are you going to mark down as somebody, if you survive, who's going to uh, have an effect here? Jeffrey Harbour. He's down to one now. Yikes. Yep. It's not going to go well. You swallow hard. And for a moment, your eyes tear away from where they're so steadily fixed on the door and on the glass divider. And you look down at Agent Kane, who's again, face face first on the floor. She's not moving. And you think to yourself that you failed. You failed her and you failed the team. You're not sure exactly what to say. Ryan's right behind you. He breaks the silence. Hey, we gotta, um, we gotta keep moving. Uh. Yeah, I uh get up. Shit. You're the, you're um, you're the big gun. Hey man, Kane is is uh I, I Yeah. Yeah. We got to keep moving. Okay, look, there's there's um there's something I, I didn't see it come out the front door. There's something very uh, very dangerous here. Fuck. Okay. Where hey, where, where is where's Prentice? Where, where is he at? Why isn't he with you? Where, where is he? He was in the office with the doctor, but the doctor passed out or died. You could describe it as dying, but maybe he isn't dead. Prentice seemed to freak the fuck out. I, I don't know where he is. I guess he's still back in that office. Um, So this thing is in this house somewhere. It's not here. I We can't let it get loose though. So we need to get to Prentice. Look, Paris looks at like the, the door. The, it's, it's closed now, the door that goes into the hallway. Is that right? Towards That's the correct. Office? Okay. That's right. Was it closed when I ran out the front door? So this door, it's already established. It has a pneumatic closer on it. So it's been closing by itself whenever somebody oh. doesn't prop it open. I look to see, are there claw marks on this door from a giant monster, say, pushing its way through? You do not see any indication <laughs> of uh, damage to the door. Ryan, all right, uh, follow me. Paris pushes through the door and uh, starts heading towards the office. Or says like, hey, Ryan, sh- show me where the office is so we can get Prentice. You open the door. Your M4 held with your right hand as your left pushes it in. And you start slowly and smoothly walking your way through now darkened office towards the back room. To your left are those three dentist chairs. Everything is now shadowed, dark. Ryan follows close behind you. Before long, you're both at the closed door and it becomes clear to you as you try to open it that there is something on the other side, something extremely heavy propped up against the door. It won't budge. Ryan's gonna raise his voice and say, Prentice, Prentice, you in there? And listening intently. Prentice. Paris, you hear clicking coming from the hallway that you passed. Sounds exactly like that teeth chattering that you heard moments ago. Paris grabs Ryan and pushes him back 
towards the door and gets points his gun at the at that hallway and starts backing up and says, Ryan, get get back. Ryan, go ahead and roll your alertness. Uh, success, 26 out of a target 40. You definitely heard something too. It sounded kind of like an insect chatter, even though you were yelling. And I didn't hear anything from within the office? No. Okay. Paris is backing towards, or kind of like in motion, trying to back towards the, the back door. Okay. Remember the back door is down that hallway. Oh. Oh, down the hallway where I'm hearing the clicking sounds? So behind you is the storage room. To your left is the closed door to the office. You're looking back down towards the entrance right now. And to your left further down is that hallway that leads to the staircase, the back door, and bathrooms. Mm, gotcha. Okay. In that case... I say we just straight shot towards the front door then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's try to get to the front door. Maybe we can get around the back to find Prentice. Start cautiously moving towards the back towards the reception area. Ryan follows. Both of you go ahead and roll your dodge as you pass by the, the hallway. Ooh, I failed. 61 out of 34. I too failed. 70 out of 50. You both very slowly and cautiously make your way back to the now closed door that leads to the waiting area. And as you pass the darkened hallway, that Ryan, you know, leads to the back door and contains the stairway up to the second story. Out of the periphery of your vision, from what appeared to be an empty, dark hallway leading to that same back door, something snaps out of the darkness. A flash of putrid talons, shadowed sinew. It rakes across your necks and shoulders with a horrid strength. Ryan, you stagger away from the hallway, almost stumbling into into the, the dentist chair itself. But you stay upright. Your suit is in rags. You don't feel pain from your shoulder, but something hits you, something incredibly sharp and powerful. Paris, you feel these putrid talons that you're familiar with rake against your face and your neck, and you stumble away as well. You turn and you raise the barrel of your M4 as quickly as you can towards the darkened hallway. There's nothing there. Nothing. We're gonna go into combat now? Oh shit. Ryan, you were almost pushed back by this flailing something into this dentist chair. You've turned to face what it was, but you don't see anything in that darkened hallway. You have your gun gripped tightly in your hand. So you're, you're breathing heavily. Something just attacked you. You don't think it broke the skin, but it was almost like being pushed or bludgeoned a bit. You were almost knocked off your feet. You don't see anything though. So I got pushed relative to me. Where did that force retreat to? Behind me, in front it of me? Came, it came from the darkened hallway that leads to the back door, but you don't see anything in the frame, the door frame. Okay. I am going to back towards the front door and shoot not like manic rapid fire, but like a shot kind of in the, the middle space of that area. You're gonna fire basically through the center of the door, the open door. Yeah. Well, there's no door, but right. the door frame. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and roll your firearms. You roll your firearms. Fuck me. Failure 84 out of a target 62. You go ahead and fire. The recoil is significant. You're used to it now as much as you can be. Of course, the report is extremely loud and you start making your way as quickly as you can to the 
closed door leading to the waiting area. You're now at the door. I will open the door. Uh, I well, maybe next time. It's now somebody else's turn. Whatever Who you could say, it be, Chris? <laughs> not very good. Paris, you were pushed back as well. Your M4 brought to bear to the empty doorframe. Something huge drops down from the ceiling, lands on the linoleum floor with a scrape and a slap. It's much quieter than it should be, almost like a cat landing on all four feet from very high up. Even in the relative dark of this part of the office, you can make out the long, gaunt, spindly form of what attacked you and Kane in the front waiting area. It is now very close to the floor, almost hugging it with its strange spider-like arms in a grotesque pose, its elbows and hind legs, the joints, bent in a way that they really shouldn't be. It's confusing looking to you. And it begins moving across the floor. Again, it's belly hugging the floor at a frightening pace. Paris, you can fire. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think Paris is gonna pull the trigger. A fully fully automatic. Just gonna unload. Sure. It feels like it feels like that's what you would do in this situation. Just just fire everything. That's definitely what a marine would do. Yeah. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Okay, so firearms first, right, Chris? Yes, you need to roll your skill first to see if you uh, land damage. All right, 43 out of 67, so success. Oh, it's also Oh, 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 So it says lethal in red, and then a one So I don't, what is <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ryan sounds excited. <laughs> Wait, this has never happened. <laughs> Ryan's gonna need to change your pants after this. So is Michael. Oh my god. Wait, hey Chris, before you play this out though, can you just make sure that at some point this thing gets an arm inside of Ryan, <laughs> just wiggles it around a little just leaves bit, leaves a little and then fingernail the behind. Out? It it does it does uh, it, it does want to do that. So we'll see. I bet it does. <laughs> okay, as long as as long as does, Ryan gets I got body by armor now. I'm extra campaign, tight, I'm okay if that. you know what I mean. Yikes! <laughs> Hard to get inside of. <laughs> So you let loose with the full power of this M4. As this thing skitters across the ground, squeezing through the door frame, then splaying back out, it's, it's a large target. And you're backing up as you continue to fire at this thing until your mag is empty. You hear your M4 click. You have, think, filled this thing with nearly every bullet that was in your magazine. And you see splotches of black blood explode all over its mottled putrid hide, but it does not stop. Well, I did my best. <laughs> and for once, can they have like a like a beautiful shimmering iridescent hide? Is it always gonna be it's Icarus. Mottled and John rotting. <laughs> In a Icarus. headlong kamikaze charge, as you empty your gun into it, it skitters across the linoleum floor, jumps up at you and bites into your chest. Oh, man. So now it's mad. Yes, I would say so. <laughs> its large canine head is whirring and snapping and tearing at your chest as you stumble backwards, Paris. Mm, yummy. What would you like to do with your turn? Wasn't that his turn? Oh, I thought that was me shoot, me shoot. Yeah, so turn, right? I had you aimed at the doorway, ready to fire, no matter what came through. 
So the like moment oh, that thing dropped down, you just let loose with your gun. And so it's th this was all during its turn. So it ran into what oh, was okay. an aimed weapon, bared down on it that was fully automatic and filled it maybe with lead as it skittered towards you. It jumped on your chest and now it's biting into your clothes. You're back, it's very heavy, so you're stumbling backwards as it as it did this head-on charge. What would you like to do at this point, Paris? Paris is gonna try to break. It doesn't free. have you pinned right now. If you want if you want to oh, okay. do something to it. I will dodge then, I guess. So you're you're now gonna role. kind of do your best to get the fuck away from this thing if it tries to continue to attack you or swing at you or do anything to you. You're gonna try to dodge anything it throws your way. Go ahead and roll. Alright, that's an eight that's pretty fucking good. So awesome. Success. Alright, cool. Ryan, you see this thing move impossibly fast along the ground. The entire room is lit up as a spray of bullets flies out of Paris's rifle. You can see the thing just brush it off like it's nothing and continues again on this headlong assault towards Paris. It jumps onto his chest and begins biting it at him as he staggers backwards. What do you do? So I'm like at the door? Yes. And upon reaching the door, realize that it opens towards me, and I yes. assume isn't doing so automatically. I mean, you can open the door towards you. Oh, I thought that. Would, yep. And, and run I, through. I do that. Okay, cool. You open the door and you run through into the blood-soaked waiting area. And I, I, I continue towards the outside door as far as I'm able to. You are now in the doorway of the dentist's office. The sounds of a great scuffle the clicking of massive jaws fading behind you. Ooh. This thing rears its head up and slams down its jaws onto your right arm, Paris. You can feel your arm get crushed between what must be an incredible, incredible jaw strength. You hear a snap from your arm and you see blood well out from it. Its giant jaws are now locked down on your right arm. You are still not pinned, but its head is very large and very close to your own face. Its strange black eyes stare up at you as it grinds its teeth against your arm. You feel things breaking and splintering and snapping as it does so. Goodbye arm wrestling championship. Ouch. <laughs> it is your turn, Paris. Cool. Well. I am going to jam my fingers into its eye sockets. So you're going to attack it with unarmed. With the, well, yes, the singular specifically, <laughs> unarmed. We have Plus 20% to your skill. Coming a theme. Uh, plunk, 18 out of 80. Let's roll your damage. Let's get some, I wanna feel those pops. Hell yeah, uh, dude. 1d4. Very nice. So you, you did as good as you can. Uh, well done. So <laughs> I want squishy pops. This thing is, again, holding on and worrying, grinding your right arm between its boulder-like teeth. And you take your left thumb and stab it into its overly large eye socket. It's one of those disgusting black pearls. And you hear it just create a almost comical sound as it bursts, an actual pop black aqueous humor if we can even call it that begins to pour out of the eye socket the thing's mouth immediately releases your now 
crushed and ruined arm. And you see its right hand and claw, which has broken talons on it that are dripping more black ichor, move up to its now ruined eye and sort of scrape and paw against it as it stumbles backwards, now on its full hind legs and at its full height. It starts clicking and clacking, and you hear sort of a sad whine emerging from its terrible, sinewy, gaunt chest. Ryan, <laughs> you're standing half in, half out from the rain. What do you do? Continue to run. I will run the opposite side, opposite way around the house that I came from. Okay. Because I think directionally, spatially, I would know like, oh, that's the doctor's office side. See if there's like a window or something. That makes sense. You're trying to. I'm going to check in to the office through windows. To the office. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. You. 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 You know. You know how to how to run in that direction. You. You run uh, around the house. Go ahead and roll your athletics. I assume you're sprinting for dear life. I am. As a success, ten out of a target fifty-one. With singular focus, you sprint through the rain alongside the other side of the house until you are right in front of the doctor's office. The window is completely broken. It's broken out from the inside. There's glass all over the hedges and the grass here. You see blood, a trail of blood, bloody handprints on the windowsill itself. Yikes. I don't run into Prentice? No, you do not. All right, it is now the receptionist's turn. We're still calling her the receptionist. <laughs> Oh, one eye, the receptionist. Get me that other eye. <laughs> Shit. That's so fucked up. Are you going to keep going for the eyes? I love it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It just depends on what happens. Hold next. on a second. We'll let, me, let me look at all the s- spells and abilities this thing has, because it is it is not doing well. I didn't mean to say spells. I can just leave that part out. Right? The awful grating whine continues as its teeth also clack together sickeningly it continues to fruitlessly scratch at its ruined eye and it's going to lunge towards you almost blindly and and without depth perception without without any any focus see how it does so it uh with its good left arm still fully clawed with long putrid talons rakes the air blindly but uh in your direction as the wine continues. It is your turn again, Paris. Okay, all right, let me take stock here. I have a destroyed right arm. I assume just sort of dangling there with bits of bone and flesh just kind of popping around. It doesn't look good. Um, you still have your, you're wearing a long sleeve outfit. So it's just this ragged kind of limp, bloody mess. It's, okay. it's not really working the way you'd like it to. Yeah, yeah, and by that you mean like it's not working at all, I, just, I would assume. If you want to try to use it, it will be a roll of some uh, sort. <laughs> just, well, I mean, can't Paris just pop a bunch of pain pills and it'll be That's, yeah, be fine. magic potion. <laughs> then he's also not holding his gun, which means it must be on the floor because he just uses one good hand to slam that through the uh, good old eye socket of this thing. No, the, the gun is, is still right? in your ruined right hand. You're gripping onto it for dear life. Oh, good God almighty. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit, this guy's hardcore. Yep. He's a SOCOM Marine Raider. How? If, I don't think I would be, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if I could reload this thing in three seconds with one hand. It would be a roll. Do you want to, is that what you want to do with your turn? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I think I'm going to go after Ryan. Unless, let me think about this. 
I unloaded an entire clip into this thing, and it's still, and it was active. It ran through the hail of gunfire, which should have cut a man in half, like it was mosquitoes, and yep. jumped on your chest. I am going to head towards the door that Ryan went through as quickly as I can. You start booking it out of here as the thing swipes blindly through the air, staggering about, making this keening noise that's emerging from its sinewy, mottled chest. You are now standing, half in, half out, like I described to Ryan, in the rain, in the doorway of the waiting area. Agent Ryan, it's your turn. I know this is lame, but I guess I will run back around towards the front then, seeing that this Prentice, or I guess, actually, let me look around. Do I see Prentice? Or any indication of where he would have gone? You do have a trail of blood that leads away from the broken glass and continues down the block a ways. You could literally follow a trail of blood if you think that's Prentice. Yeah, I'll do that. You start making your way through the grass as quickly as you can, following what looks like a good amount of blood loss and makes its way to nearby sidewalk. It's a little bit easier to see spot. And uh, although you don't see anybody down the block, the trail does continue in that direction. Paris, what would you like to do? Did we have any other guns in the car? Uh, that's, I know that's probably not even, not even a, that's probably a no. What the fuck am I going to do? It's a great question, Chris. What is So Paris you know you have a breaching charge attachment on your M4 that you can fire at any time. It's basically a shotgun. So Paris attempts to pick up his gun and has decided to use the breaching charge on us. Yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah, I guess I could- You switch your gun to your left hand, so your your left finger can uh, pull the trigger and press the release on the breaching charge attachment. And you use your torn up right forearm as kind of a, a prop up bar for the front of the barrel to try to get some stability. Okay, I will, do I have line of sight on this thing or is it still- The door is slowly closing, you can hear it keening and raking the air. You can hear those claws whooshing through the air like jagged daggers or swords. Um, I remember there was a rule for combat if you you can like prepare to shoot to get a bonus or something like that. Like Yes, you can or, take take a turn to that, aim. It adds plus that right? 20% to your next attack roll. That door is closing fast though. Oh, okay. So if it, it's, it's, I gotcha. Fuck it, then I'll, I'll fire. Let's All right, shot. go ahead and... Well, actually, wait, Chris, before I do that, help me out with one more thing. Just because this is my lack of understanding exactly how breach and charges function. Would Paris know? Is it good it's for, It's essentially like, a like big slug. Up close, it, like, I'm just a... F- yeah, it's meant to wreck door is frames. It, yep. Is that really what it is? Okay, so if, like, from a distance, is it is it good at a distance, or is it really only good? You're, you're probably close enough for it to do some pretty, pretty good, nasty damage. Cool. Well, in that case, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and pull the trigger. Let's see what happens. This breach around, it's a single heavy bullet. It's a it's basically a big shotgun slug for all intents and purposes. That's what we're gonna use for damage. Roll your firearms, please. And chunk. Nice. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yes, brother. That for our our beautiful listeners. That is a 66 in big green letters. Of Critical a target success. 67, so that was tight. Yes, thank you, Eric. Yeah. Now You wince as you go ahead and hit the button for your breaching charge attachment because the gun, of course, recoils against your forearm, which you're using to prop up the barrel to try to to get some line of sight on this giant shadow that is going to be gone from sight very soon as this door slowly closes on its own. And you fire. Roll 2d8 for me. 
be a 14. Bring in the heat. Shit. You go ahead and fire this, again, giant bullet, <laughs> right? Uh, this is something that is meant to go through some very sturdy and reinforced door, door frames. It's something that you're very used to using. Now, you've never had to fire it in this context before, or really at this range. <laughs> it's just it's just not something that you've done. The recoil again makes you wince with intense pain. You're sort of shrugging off what happened to your right arm until that moment. You watch as the projectile slams into the flailing thing's neck. And for a moment, it just stops moving, standing on its hind legs, its arms sort of frozen in this bizarre, shaking, quivering rictus. And you realize as some of the smoke dissipates from the launcher, you realize the thing's head is no longer attached to its shoulders. It pitches forward with all of its weight, all of its bulk, and it slams against the closing door, closes the door even faster with a loud crashing sound on the other side. What would you like to do next, Paris? Uh, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, Curl into a ball. Disappear. Take a beat and uh, take stock of the situation and just try to get a sense of. May I narrate something for you? Is he hearing anything else? Yeah. You go for it, man. You go for it. <laughs> you go ahead and take your M4 and place it under your right armpit. You grab one of your extra mags from your belt and with some difficulty remove the spent mag and replace it with this full magazine. You go ahead and get your left trigger finger back, back on, on the guard. And again, with some pain, place your ruined right arm underneath its barrel. Go ahead and you breathe out slowly and walk towards the closed door. With some effort, you start pushing and slamming and shoving against the door and you, you kind of smile to yourself and laugh because you realize it's, it ain't moving. Dead weight. <laughs> you cannot believe, <laughs> you cannot believe that you put something like that down. You just want to make sure though and get your eyes on it. So you're, you're now slowly pushing this thing away from the door so the door can open up all the way until it finally does. The entire linoleum floor here is just splattered and covered in this black gelatinous ichor. You don't see its terrible canine-like skull anywhere. It's not moving, but what you're looking at is truly inhuman. The limbs 
all at strange angles, far too long, asymmetrical even, with putrid gray, green talons, some broken off. You fumble for this light switch next to you and the fluorescence here all flicker on. You can now really see it in all its hideousness. It's not moving, not even twitching. I'm gonna go to Ryan now. Ryan, you basically follow this splotchy trail for two blocks until you see in the distance, sitting on a curb, Agent Prentice. Next to him is an older man. He's wearing a ball cap and a neon green shirt and shorts. He's got a graying beard and he's kneeling right beside Agent Prentice and trying to get him to drink out of a water bottle. What would you like to do? Walk over to him and say, hey, what the fuck happened to you? The older man looks up at you as you approach and says, do you, do you know this? Do you know this man? Yeah, yeah. Prentice, Prentice is non-responsive. He's slowly drinking and nursing at the water bottle, but only with the man's help. Who who are you, sir? Uh, uh, my, my name's Bill. I I, uh, I live two blocks over. I, I was jogging and I, I saw him. It looks like he cut himself up real bad. Look down at his right arm and his clothes are in rags. There's plenty of blood there coming down his his arm and all over his hand. Yes, he's a colleague of mine. Ryan's gonna walk over and, and kind of help Prentice up. Thank you for your help, sir. I'll, I'll take him from here, though. I, I did call an ambulance. They, they should be here really soon. Okay, that, that was very nice of you. Thank you. Um, our, our car just parked down the way, so I'll, uh, we'll wait down there. Uh, should he be, should he be wa- walking in, in, in his, his condition? Ryan's gonna try to help Paris up and see if he gets up. Prentice is uh, compliant. He, he doesn't fight you at all. He does hold on to the man's water bottle. The man doesn't really say anything or do anything, but he comes he comes with you if you start taking him away. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll lead him back towards the, to the car. They, I really appreciate your con- concern, Bill. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. He starts kind of following you. Bill does? Yeah. Anything else I can help you with? I'll just call 911 and, and tell him where you're taking him so that the ambulance knows where to go. He seems confused. He's talking through his words slowly. No, no. We'll wait for the ambulance. We're just going to wait down by our car. No need to... Thanks for your help, Bill. Ryan says a little bit more emphatically, kind of dismissively. <laughs> he nods. All right. He turns and breaks into a slow jog, turns around and looks behind himself once or twice, but then jogs away. You take Prentice back. Hey, towards... Chris, you mm-hmm. saved that NPC's life. <laughs> 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 I assume you had your Desert Eagle holstered during that conversation somewhere and not visible. <laughs> anyway, you you uh, take Prentice back fairly slowly in the direction of Perlisle White's dentistry in your vehicle. Before long, through the rain, the sheets of rain now, you find yourself back on the lawn of the office. So I'm going to get Prentice to the car and then um, head back, assuming that I hear, you know, quiet and such. Head back towards the the front of the house. Paris, you hear the sounds, the unmistakable sounds of drilling above you from the second story. Drilling? Cool. All right. Paris looks around for anything he could use to start a fire. Sure. Where do you look? So I'm in a room with three, with cubicles and the three dentist chairs. I look, I look for any um, oxygen tanks. There's none out here. Specifically? There is one nitrous tank. It's small. I don't think nitrous is It's nitrous not. I looked it up already. Okay. He's going to... Does he not have a lighter? <laughs> yeah, probably. But that's what it comes down to. Do I go for the storage room? 
to see if I can find something to use to, you know, destroy evidence, or do we go for the stairs and after the drilling? Do you want to ask Ryan as he heads towards the house? <laughs> so, so yeah, so you're you're starting to look around and you're searching for kind of in a I wouldn't say shock, but a little a little bit as as the adrenaline wears off, you're you're not having much luck finding anything, not really doing anything uh, systematic to uncover what you might be wanting here. I'm trying to take that into account a little bit that his art that he's yeah. got to be in Ryan, some sort Ryan, of when you when you walk through the front door, you hear basically no sound of fighting or gunfire. I mean, your assumption is that thing is still in there and it's killed Paris. Um, I, I don't think there's any reason why you would think that Paris is still alive. What are you What are you doing? Is the door the door still open? That door closes on its own. It has a pneumatic closer on it to the outside. Do you mean, no, no, that's that's open, yes. But the door that leads into the back offices and the dentist hygiene area where they actually work on teeth, that is closed. That has a pneumatic closer on it. Oh, and he was still behind that door when I was leaving? Correct. And he is now. And he hasn't helped me out at all by coming outside, is what you're telling no, me, Chris? He just told he just told the whole I crew know, that I know. for shit to burn I the know, place down. I know, Chris, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Paris is busy right now. He can't go. He can't be bothered to go outside and stand in the rain. Then, um, fuck. Ryan is going to. Then I guess it doesn't. That's a good point. I didn't think so, about that. Chris. Yeah. Put this in perspective. To either of y'all, you're, the other could be dead. For all you know. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 to everybody except for Prentice. Prentice is probably dead. Maybe or actually no. Ryan Ryan knows he's just catatonic, non non responsive. But um. But Paris probably thinks Prentice is dead. All right, like, Ryan, this is a, this Ryan's is a goddamn gonna, mess. That makes sense. Ryan's gonna walk up to the front door and uh -huh. shout in very loudly. Paris! Oh, thank fuck. I didn't want to say it, but yes, I'm glad that's what you did. So Paris, as you're kind of looking through, <laughs> like, you, you have this small nitrous bottle in your hand. It, it has a, uh, a little plastic face attachment on it, on the top of it. You turn and you hear, you hear Ryan yelling from beyond the closed door from the waiting area. I'm gonna play this like he's just super calm about everything. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Ryan. Fuck. I'm in here. Did you kill that thing? So you you walk through, open the door, and there's that unnatural, that horrific corpse, and you roll your sanity. Finally, he doesn't say look away before he opens the door. No, you roll your sanity because it's uh, obviously an unnatural yes. alien, right? But thing. My my teammate isn't gonna shield me Paris. from that trauma. Uh, Paris is in shock. <laughs> Paris is in shock. He's just You're not he's actually fine in shock just mechanically, right but you can play it however you want, John. Oh, isn't That's he's I'm playing it kind of like a he's just like, yeah, no, this is a perfect I think that's day. I think yeah. that's awesome. Just just uh you don't have to be hampered if you don't want to be, so I'm telling you. But I like I like how you're doing it. Uh, um cool. cool. So did you want to project any potential loss, Ryan? You bet your sweet ass I do, Chris. <laughs> okay, remember that does Knock down your willpower, knock down one of your oh, bonds. Fuck. Forgot about the willpower thing. Never mind. No, I don't. Yeah, you look down at this horrific, headless monster. Genuinely be truly hilarious though if this is the thing that sends Ryan <laughs> over the edge. This innocuous calm scenario. It does help that it's not moving and dead at this point. Great. So that it's not as high of a as a ding as it might have been if you lost any at all. But yeah, you look down and it's it's been dispatched. 
And you look up and Par at Paris, he's, his right arm, just like Prentice's, is covered with blood. It looks like his clothing is in rags in that area. Blood is dripping down, not profusely, but slow drip. He's got his M4 in his left hand as he holds it and a, uh, a tank of, a small tank of Nasa at once. It's almost like he's about to drop one of them. It looks a little, looks a little awkward. So Ryan's just asked you, Paris, if you killed that thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, no, it's dead. Looks dead to me. That's that's pretty dead. Hey, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to start a fire. Is um, you both hear drilling flame hole? again from the second story? Oh, oh yeah. And then there's um, someone drilling upstairs. I think maybe we should check. Maybe we should check that out. Also, my arm's starting to hurt a little bit. Gonna need to get this looked at later. I think. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's burn this place down and. And get the fuck out of here. For context, it do, if it helps, Paris does have a um, a demo skill of forty, but I, I don't think that I don't know how that's going to apply in this situation for like makeshift incendiary. If devices. you find something that you can build a bomb from, that would be a great skill to use in order to rig it properly. I'm gonna head. Paris is gonna head towards the storage cabinet, the storage clo closet. Sure, sure. Paris looks. Hey, Ryan, why don't you go check out uh, what's going on upstairs? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look in the storage closet, see if I can find anything to. You know, rig together. You find the Necronomicon. Or, or take care of the um, <laughs> take care of the uh, the thing. They are in the middle of the room, like a mop bucket. Hey, uh, Paris, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go up there. I, uh, I don't think there's any good here, and this is best left just uh, a pile of ash. Let's, yeah, go see if you can find an accelerant or something. But let's hurry up and let's get the fuck out of here. Prentice is half of a human being out there, and some good Samaritan called a fucking ambulance. An ambulance? Oh, shit. I hear what you're saying, Ryan. I think we need to go, I think we need to find out what's going on upstairs, though. But I can get something prepped here and uh, be ready. So if we have to make a quick escape, we can still deal with this thing. Then run up there and look real quick. Paris heads towards the uh, stairwell. Prentice, at this exact moment, your eyes come into focus. You've really taken in everything that's happened to you, You've just not been involved, if that makes sense. Just hasn't been worth your time to really be involved. You've been thinking about things pretty hard. A lot of mistakes that you've made in your past, things you could have done better, just been kind of dwelling on it. There was some guy who showed up. You didn't say anything to him because you pretty much suspected him of kind of being in on all this shit that's been happening to you. He just didn't seem right to you. She took his fucking water bottle yours now. You happen to look up and out of the vehicle and feel a little bit more loose, a little bit more clear. You see Dr. Perlisle. Oh, yeah, shit. he's <laughs> he's he's kind of brushing off his, his red flannel, walking away from the backyard towards the front. Looks like towards the uh, the driveway. Is this the towards two me? cars are parked in the driveway of the office. So no, not towards you. Okay. Uh, the receptionist parked behind him. He's blocked in. Nice. So he tries the receptionist's car door. It's locked. He looks angry. You're watching him. He moves to his vehicle now. What would you like to do? Get out of the car and call Ryan. You get out of the car, standing in the rain, pick up your new burner phone and plug in Ryan's number. Paris, you're walking up these very narrow stairs. It's an older house. Stairs creak loudly as you walk up to the second story. And here on the second story, the hallway that this staircase leads to is itself quite narrow as well. To your left, there's an open door. Looks like a second bathroom. Beyond that, there's another door. It's closed. Now that you're on the second story, you can hear very clearly that somebody is using a drill of some sort behind it. Paris walks up and 
Well, look, looking at the door, is it a door that he could kick open? It has a outward latch on it, like a brace. And apparently this is normally padlocked, but the padlock is currently off this latch and on the ground. So the door does open outwardly towards you and there's a brace in place, but it's just not so locked. Paris is, if, if he's able to, you know, kick the door open for the quote unquote element of surprise, that's the way he's going to go for it. Um, otherwise he, he's going to open the door. Yeah, you can kick it open if you want. Yeah. What's your What's your one liner that you shout as you kick it open? <laughs> oh, I can't put me on a spot like that. <laughs> you gotta have that. Uh, get ready. Get ready for another critical success. <laughs> I won't make you roll for this. You muster up all of your strength, take your time, and you slam your booted foot into the door, and it flies inward, crashes into the wall as it swings on its hinge. Inside is a makeshift workshop of some sort. There's pegboard on the walls, tools, workbenches, chairs, small piles of fast food wrappers and containers. There's a pretty bad mildew or BO smell in here as well as something more fetid. Let your eyes kind of move across the room and see a small bucket in a corner from which the stench is coming from. Across the room at one of the workbenches, this man seated on a stool is back to you. He doesn't even bother to turn around when this incredibly loud noise occurs behind him. He remains studiously focused on whatever he's doing. He's got a very small drill in one of his hands, and he seems to be working on something. There are several magnifying glasses and lenses arranged on the workbench to help him with whatever he's doing. There's a few posters on the wall behind him. They look like electronic documents. Even from here, you can see his hair is wild and unkempt, and he's got a patna of sweat that's uh, gathered on his back and under his arms in whatever clothes that he's obviously been wearing for many, many days. Put your hands up. Ryan, you receive a phone call as you start looking through the office for things that are easily lit on fire. It's from the burner phone that Prentice has. Hey, what's up? Got eyes on Pearl Isle. He's trying to leave in his uh, car out front. What? Uh, okay. I don't know uh, where you are. Where are you? I, I'm coming out now. Ryan's going to head out the front door. And uh, presumably upon seeing Pearl Isle, approach him. Absolutely. You see as you leave the office, you see Pearl Isle is now in his little station wagon in the driver's seat. He's turning on the engine as you step out. I'm going to rush over to the driver's side and also shout at him to, to get out of the car. He uh, goes ahead and puts the vehicle into drive and he drives forward a bit. You see him start frantically turning the wheel, put it into reverse, and he's looks like he's gonna try to get his his himself out of here by driving onto the lawn. So since he's been blocked in by the receptionist. I'm gonna shoot a shot into the windshield, but like not at him, kind of like more towards the passenger side, but in hopes to kind of scare him into stopping. You are in the middle of a residential area. Ah, um, oh, fuck. Now, there's been no, there's been a ton a of gunfire point. already, right? There's been a lot of gunfire already, but now you're like actually I don't really know, give a fuck. Front. You know what? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I just making sure you know where you are, and I I'm totally yeah. But cool you with say it, right? it in and a the way, rain, Chris. You the say it the rain in a is, way that is the rain like, is coming down in maybe sheets, right? You so we, do we're in the middle, and then we're in the I middle of a storm. Tentacles in my tums. We're in the we're in the middle of a storm. You know, that Bill guy running around in, in the rain is, is weird. You should have really... That guy was probably a, an alien. We should have killed um, him. 100%. And I would have yeah, had he loitered any longer. That guy. 
Anyway, I shoot so, at the fucking passenger side seat. <laughs> yeah, you pull out your Desert Eagle Action Express, <laughs> and you fire a bullet through the windshield. And you see Perlisle, his eyes go wide, and he puts up his hands, and he looks down. Turn off the car. Get out of the car. Going to go to Prentice real quick? Oh, Prentice, you, 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 you watch this happen. What do you want to do? Uh, Prentice is going to cancel the call and produce his pistol and, and come up alongside Ryan. Perlisle shakily turns off the vehicle. He doesn't really make a move to do anything else. He, he looks at you very fearfully through his driver's side window. Chris, can you remind me, did we actually shoot him in the knee or the leg? You did not shoot Dr. Perlisle. Okay. All right. You threatened to. Prentice is striding over to you in the rain, crossing the street as you're yelling at this old man. Yeah, I'm going to move around to, to get to the driver's side to open the door and pull him out if he doesn't get out before I get there. Yeah, it's not difficult. Again, he is 90 pounds soaking wet, and now he is soaking wet because of the downpour of rain. He, he doesn't really struggle. He still has his hands up, and he allows you to easily pull him, pluck him, from the driver's seat. Please, please, don't don't hurt me, he stammers. Answer what we're going to ask in as clear and as complete as you possibly can, and I won't hurt you at all. What is... Where's Ginny? What is upstairs? That's that's, That's where the, uh... That's where Mallory is. Who's Mallory? Clemson. Oh, fuck. Says Prince. Oh, fuck. We go back... We go back to Paris now. What? We go back to Paris now. (laughs) We go back to Paris now. Paris, you've just yelled. Put your hands up and stop what you're doing. (laughs) The man does not make a move to turn around. It's as if he can't hear you at all. I shout again. Put your hands up, and I take a step closer towards him. Continues to work diligently on whatever he's focused on. I walk up to him and put the barrel of my gun to the back of his head and say, stop moving. You look over his shoulder, and you can see that... In front of him are a neat arrangement of what look like dozens of false teeth. And he has several fine jeweler's soldering irons here, plugged into what looks like a electrical hazard uh, to his right and one outlet. He is very carefully drilling and then soldering these false teeth. You can see that they are being embedded or having electronics, small microelectronics attached to them. He does not stop. Do I recognize him from uh, from the radio? This, this is the mist. This is our. You look around and try to get a good glance at this guy's face because he's not responding to you at all. And yeah, you recognize him. He looks sickly. His skin is pallid and sheened with sweat, and his cheeks are actually slightly swollen. He looks honestly pretty sick. He's he's hard at work and his his eyes do glance over and up at you and he says, please, I, I just need to finish this last wad. And this is, and, and just remind me, Chris, Clemson Mallory, this is the agent that went missing, This is the right? FCC agent who went missing. That's right. Do I, does Paris recognize him from the face? Yes. It's, okay. Holy shit. Clemson. Hey, what the fuck happened to you, man? Just, just let me finish. I, I'm almost done here. No, can't do that, buddy. We gotta go. We gotta go now. He shakes his head as he continues to... Looks like he's got some little tweezers and he's now soldering some very small electronics to a false tooth. Paris says, this place is about to go up in flames and everything in it. We're getting the fuck out now. And if he doesn't respond to that, Paris is gonna physically grab hold of him and start pulling him. Shakes his head and he starts fighting with you. No, I, I, I have to finish. Please, please. Paris keeps pulling him. 
yeah, he starts flailing against you. It's honestly not pleasant at all. He's fighting you with every ounce of his being. He seems desperate, like a crazed man. I'm gonna try to throw him and then, or not throw him, excuse me, just like shove him out of the way. And then uh, the workbench he's working at is something I could like kick over, break, No, it's, it's actually a pretty big workbench and it's against the wall. I mean, you could like scatter all the teeth across the ground, I guess. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, so I'll just reach out and just scatter everything all over the ground. No, he says, as you shove him out of the way and scatter the teeth across the wooden floor. And uh, well, since we're in a slapping mood this operation, I'm going to slap him across <laughs> the face and say, get a hold of yourself. He crawls away from you whimpering and he starts picking up each one of the teeth, placing it in the palm of his left hand, crawling on all fours now on the floor. Holy shit. I'm going to attempt to, I'm going to shout, Ryan. You down there? We're going back to Ryan. Prentice, you are now across the street and walking across the lawn towards where Ryan has pulled Dr. Prolile out of the vehicle and is yelling something at him. It's hard to hear because of the downpour of rain. The rain's really gone up a notch. Ryan, he just said Mallory is up there. What would you like to do? Mal Ryan's going to look over to Prentice to see if he heard that. No, no, no. Again, it's really hard to hear because of the downpour of rain and Prentice is across the lawn, not even close to you at this time. Okay. Then he is going to say to the doctor, what's he doing up there? He's making the receivers for the teeth. Do you know where whatever is happening tonight is happening tonight? Where's Ginny? He looks very scared back towards the office. Ryan the punches him in the face. Open door. Because <laughs> he didn't answer his question. Yeah, you, you Not like super hard, but... He backs up and kind of crumples against the station wagon and slides down to the ground, holding his nose. Can Ryan, like, hold him up? Yeah, he's not heavy. Yeah. Pick him back up. I, I, I am mm -hmm. in his personal space. Some would describe this as intimate. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryan shit. will... All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can keep going. He, uh, he uh, reciprocates. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Putting his hands on Ryan's waist. <laughs> Things took a turn. Yeah, I, I don't even have to have you roll your charisma. It's our, it, Your charisma it's is like on. 18. It's on fire. Despite your, your weird face. No, where, where are the events of tonight taking place? Do you know where they are? Where's Ginny? Seriously? He stammers again. Again? Yep. I don't know. There was a monster. Either she is it or it attacked her. You seem to know, given your reaction in the office. I'm not going to ask again. Where are the whatever is happening later happening? And he kind of pushes slams him against the car a little bit for emphasis. If you want to know, if you want to know what I know, then you're going to have to be a little kinder to an old man. He stands back up straightens himself up. Ryan will take his hands off of him and say, Sir, my gun's name is Kindness, and I'm about to kill you. <laughs> Prentice, you are now within hearing range of, of this obviously violent interaction. You're not just within hearing range, you're there for all intents and purposes. You catch that tail end where the beaten down Perlisle is still proud enough to ask to be treated with civility. By the way, Chris, Ryan's mm -hmm. ego is not unharmed from this, so I don't know what checkbox that is <laughs> to improve that skill. But humility? Yeah. 
yeah you, you've you're on your way to be a, a true a true humble monk now uh in yeah. fairness Mint yeah. has the same first four letters anyway continue mm. sorry I'm just mm. bullshitting at this point the the doctor's kind of straightened himself out and he has refused to really deal with ryan's violence as you as you've heard okay so as prentice arrives and, and hears this he says look there's not a lot of time and i don't know what's gone on but we need we need to know where this is happening i won't let ryan hurt you if you tell us so you dispatched jitty he nods to himself i don't know who that is then we have a chance let's get out of this rain and i'll i'll help you i will just no more no more of the humiliation he looks at you ryan okay uh sure says prentice as as he uh, shivers at the thought of going back into the dentist's office were not at fault, though they may have introduced variables into my calculations that by their very nature I could not foresee. So we have retired to a new place where things are not so firm, not so determined. We shall pull forth from this unsightly chaos, the relics that will best serve the greater purposes and we will choose. Watch carefully. Record appropriately. The hell is this new strangeness? Greetings, Relic 825. Tiff? Is that you? I thought I lost you when the grid went down all those years ago. Damn, it's... It's good to hear your voice. Any voice. I am collecting relics for evaluation and correction. Please steal your mini ramshackle weapons as they are not needed at this time or juncture. Could have used your company after the stars going right and all those things popping up out of the ocean. Yes, I am aware, and that inevitability occurred too early for your world, Relic 825. But do you recall the work? What? I- I've been living in a series of lean tos and underground dugouts for 30 years. Jeff, I've seen horrible things, done horrible things. I've I've watched madness spread across the face of the world, and I've learned of the things that create that madness, that are themselves madness, flying through the skies like a a swarm of locusts, devouring children, tearing down buildings with a thought. Reducing everything to a, a thin, uh, pulsating, blood-red pace that speaks in all languages and in, invades your mind? Ugh. That is enough, Relic 825. Let's try another. Well, this has just got to be another of old Jeff's antics. 
Greetings, Relic 3-2. <laughs> and a big howdy do to you, Jeffy. Now, I need to get back to the fan. Patricia thinks I'm checking on the hog pen before dinner, so... I am not comfortable with such social presumption. You will continue to call me Jeff and remove the affectation. <laughs> That's the Jeff I remember. Such a grumble puss. Little Charlotte and Billy always called you that, remember? Uh, until you left. Ugh. They are a bit older now, since you disappeared, but sometimes they still ask, you know, where did Jeff Grumblepuss go, and uh, why is the radio so quiet now? It is clearly apparent why this universal dendrite was abandoned by its Jeff. Well, since you're back, why don't you come to dinner? The family would love to hear from you again. I'll pull up a chair and plop down that old radio and- No. Okay. Hello, Relic 777. The alien voice. Okay. Thought we had an agreement. You were gone for good. A better, more supple universal dendrite I believe you said you were bound for. You were supposed to leave me and my agents alone forever. Hmm. Interesting. Are you inferring that your Jeff introduced you properly to the work, but you both agreed to cease cooperation? <laughs> Not quite. We beat you, you son of a bitch. My kids in Cell R figured you out. Finally dug up some leverage on you. Got you to leave and stop what you were doing to the magnetosphere, you goddamn lunatic. You think we weren't ready for you to come back? <laughs> I'm on a dead man switch, you alien bastard. And Ryan will activate the runes tonight if he doesn't hear from me. So that will fry your ass. Ugh, far too competent. Be gone. Ah, Relic 1024. But alas, too similar. I see you are missing your sidearm. Jeff? Where is this? What's going on? Do you recall the work, Relic 1024? Or are you preoccupied with the loss of appendages? Jeff, not sure what's happening here, but, but listen. I don't give a damn about what the bear did to my arm. It was a sacrifice I'd make again. Now, I have been lamenting the loss of my firearm, my revolver. It's important to me, and Bogotnik took it somewhere and, and well, disappeared from the park. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I feel like we've been talking past each other for weeks, and you've just done wackier and wackier shit for something that is completely... Relic 1024. I appear to have miscalculated from the very beginning. Well, yeah, you have, Jeff. I'm really up to here with it. You don't listen to me. You call me inferior, middling, what have you all the time. You end up punching holes into reality or some such. I, I mean, where even is this? There are ghost tentacles coming out of pink, ever-shifting clouds all around us. That ain't a good thing, Jeff. I... I apologize. I have been so focused on the incorrect set of variables that it has been me, me, that has jeopardized the work. This broaches upon your metaphorical conception of egregious sin. I have failed. Well, hell, buddy. You don't need to get that hard on yourself. I mean, things can be put back to right, can't they? Well, I am trying. I believe so. With the right relic. Do you... Do you think that might be you? Do you recall the work? Hell, Jeff. Of course. All right. Thank you for listening to this dang old podcast. Sorry, honey, I have to take this. 
It's a labor of love, but there's plenty of blood, sweat, and tears that go into this thing as well. No one who works on this project is immune to making sacrifices to ensure these broadcasts reach your ears. Support them at coffee.com forward slash sorry honey directly. If that's too rich for your blood, leave a review, preferably a good one, at Apple, Google, and any spot that will take your honeyed words. Get more contact from Linktree forward slash sorry honey. Music, Discord, social media links, you know the drill. Thanks again. That was perfect. If my vibrational being could experience relief, it certainly would be awash with such emotion. No sweat, Jeff. Um, can we go back to the cabin now? Yes, I will jettison the unsuspecting Jeff in your timeline into the other. And done. Let us return to your home, Relic 1024. Sounds good, bud. And just Relic will do. Yes, Relic.